Are you like me and completely lost on the home buying process? What does it entail? What do I have to save? Who do I need to talk to? I do not know anything about home buying and it is the most intimidating process to me because I've never been through it. I haven't had to go through it. I'm active duty. I move like every seven seconds. I have never really thought about what it will take to invest in a property, to save, to work with a realtor. And I have some answers for you because I have Natalie Renna on the show today. And Natalie is a sweet new friend of mine here in Chicago. She is a real estate boss. And from the moment I met her, I was like, I have to have you on the show. You have to spill the tea on all things home buying and selling because you're going to make it so much less intimidating for people like me. So I am learning about this process with you. I had questions prepared because they interest me. I wanted to know all the details. And I hope that this conversation with Natalie helps you feel a little bit better about what's ahead if you want to purchase or sell your home. Natalie's passion for real estate has fueled her success. She's called Chicago home since 2010. Natalie's love for the area and real estate industry helped her clients master buying and selling in Chicago time and time again. She studied architecture. She was realtor of the year within her first year. And her mindset is simple. Real estate is a lifestyle, not a job. She's constantly here for her clients and she's making it easy for us to understand. I'm so grateful to have Natalie on the show. And I truly hope that we break some misunderstandings about this crazy world of buying and selling homes with Natalie. Let's dive in. You're listening to Misunderstood Podcast, where we are setting the record straight on all things misunderstood. I'm your host, Kelly Hall Sabraki, pageant runner up, model, speaker, wife, and U.S. Navy Lieutenant. I may have never won a Miss USA title but I am the queen of being misunderstood. Welcome to the show, guys. What's up, world? This is your host, Kelly Siraki, and I am selfishly so excited to have Natalie Renna on the show today because she's going to dive into all of the first-time homebuyer questions as an expert in the field I have never owned a property. I've never bought a house. So again, selfish in nature. I want to know everything. Thank you so much, Natalie, for being here. I'm so excited to be here. So I've been an agent in the city for about seven years now. Started off pretty strong, got rookie of the year my first year, been a top producer ever since. So in Chicago, you got rookie of the year? Yes. Well, for Remax, for all Remax. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Seven years. What got you into this from the start? You know, I've always wanted to be in real estate. Um, I even like found my parents' current house when I was in the seventh grade. What? Yes. <laughs> and they still live there now, oh but I just, oh. just timing. I <laughs> Like, was there even the internet back then? Like I'm thinking back to what no, I was No, it was grade. a newspaper. <laughs> it was a newspaper classified ad. And I found a house in a subdivision because I wanted to be in a subdivision. I found a pool. I'm like, that's the house. <laughs> so that's where they're in. This is it. This is what I want. <laughs> oh my word. You know what? I, uh. I love this. I love your energy. I found you on social media. Like when I first got here and then we finally, I've been here for two years. We finally just met. I invited you to my women empowerment dinner and you had 
the brightest smile and like greatest energy. And I was like, okay, you're in my circle now. <laughs> I felt the same about you. You you are such a vibe. And oh, I don't know how you do you. it. You do so much and you always have a smile and bright energy as well. So I am grateful to be in your presence today. Thank you. All caffeine, all the people that I bring into it. Like I think I'm such a believer in like who you surround yourself with really like builds you up. And so I was like, okay, like Natalie, good person to have. Like clearly multi-passionate. Even just the way that you like brand yourself, like you make yourself such a uh, relatable realtor. Like I want to ask you questions. I don't feel intimidated by you in a sense of like you're going to try and like sell me or only talk business. Like I feel like you're going to make it very understandable. So I have a lot of friends who are in that industry, but I wanted to have you specifically on to kind of walk us through this journey. Again, like you really are taught, I am your target audience in this situation <laughs> because <laughs> I have never even looked. Like all my friends have bought homes, but I wouldn't even know where to start. So like maybe let's let's start with like plain and simple, like what's most misunderstood about the home buying process? I mean, you're going to see all over social media and every realtor is going to tell you, buy now, buy now, sell now, sell now. But I don't really work like that. It's everything is situational. Like I don't, if interest rates are low or if they're high, whatever the situation, it's like your personal situation is what's most important. So everyone's a little different, right? You could be, maybe your rent's going up by $700 this year. And maybe it might be a good time to buy based on that alone. Or, you know, maybe have long-term goals. Like I want to build properties up. I want to have rental properties down the line. Like this, everything is completely situational. So I think the first thing, is just to talk to an agent that you can have these open and candid conversations with that aren't going to like force you to do anything at this right moment just to build like your long-term goals up. So I think that's honestly the most important thing. So it's really kind of like introspective to start of like what's going on with your life and like your personal goals. Yeah. Or even like, you know, are you planning to have kids or are Where's your credit score at? Like a lot of people think they need to have the most perfect credit score to buy. You only need a 585. So it's not that, you know, it's unattainable. So I think a lot of people are just scared of the unknown and just even just having that initial conversation or even, you know, maybe they aren't in the best financial place right now. Like what are the steps that I could do to get there? So let's either you talk to an agent and an agent will then set you up with a lender that's their preferred lender that they trust to have those financial conversations with. But the agent isn't going to know any of your personal financial information. So if you're scared to use like a friend of yours because you don't want them to see your personal finances, that's that's not going to happen. We don't see your personal information. The lender reviews all of that. And we just see what you can afford and what you want to afford. Like you could be a pre-approved for $5 million, but if you only spend $250,000 in a house, that's all you need to spend. So, What are some recommendations for things to do before you start the process? Like how much should you be saving? Is there, what should you be getting in line? Yeah. Most people think you need to put 20% down. That's not true. You can put as little as 3% down for your basic conventional loan, VA loans. So if you are a veteran or in the forces, you can put 0% down using that VA loan, which is crazy. Cause only like one in three veterans know of this benefit, which is crazy to me. What? Yeah. That's how oh my, my dad, God, my dad was in the Marines too. Like everybody yeah. knows about this. Nobody. <laughs> okay. Okay. Attention military audience. VA loan. Go Google it. 0% down. It's wild. You got to take advantage of that. But you can put 0% down with 
alternate funds, right? Like I could use a VA loan and then also put if you want to bring your down your payment down, you totally can. And it's nice because you can live in that place for your first 12 months. And I would find something that's rental friendly because a lot of buildings in the city have rental caps or something, but find something that's rental friendly. And then after 12 months, you can use that loan again and do buy another place and keep that first one as your rental property. So you said, I mean, what would you recommend though? So you only have to put 3% down if you're interested in buying, but what do you think is like the best case scenario or something to work toward if that's a goal that you have, say in three years? I mean, you want to shoot for 20% down because you're not paying the PMI, which is private mortgage insurance. But again, like if your rent's stupid high and you only have 3% to put down and you're paying less than rent, then it might be worth using that option as well. So it's everything, it is situational. So I would say you want to shoot for 20%, but if there's a situation that you can put 3% down and you're not paying that much as a mortgage, then go for it. So I've saved 20%. Say I want to buy a $100,000 home. I have $20,000, a $100,000 magical home. Yes. <laughs> in, uh, in Lincoln Park. Yeah, in Lincoln bedrooms. Park. Uh, <laughs> 17 bedrooms to 12 Ferraris um, in my hypothetical situation. It's wonderful. Pleasantville, if you will. So I have that money. And then now I start making calls. I see you. I walk into the office and I make an appointment. Yeah, I would say, so you want to find an agent for sure. One, experienced. Two, if they're not experienced, make sure that they're on a well-known team, like a top producing team. How do you know if they're on a top producing team? You can look up that information. You can ask them too. But yeah, you definitely want that just because, especially right now, it's the inventory is really low and the buyer's market is very competitive. So having like a reputation in the city, having relationships with other agents is really important. So if you have some unknown agent that hasn't sold a house yet and I'm the listing agent, I'm going to be less apt to use him as someone else that is much stronger, if they come in with the same offer, obviously. Natalie, are you the selling sunset of Chicago? <sighs> I mean, because now all of a sudden I'm like, oh, wait a second, thank <laughs> God I have you in my corner. Wow, because <laughs> I, you know, so well connected. Okay, so that's important. I mean, I never really, I, I obviously like wouldn't even know to like look up the comp if the company's rep. I mean, obviously want it to be reputable or like well known, but to see. But even just the relationships with other agents is so important. You can even have an agent that no one likes. Like, I'm not going to want to do deal with this person because he's just a crappy agent. Like, like, he's just not a good person. And it's important to find someone that thinks outside of the box, too. For example, last year, I had one of my buyers, crazy competitive market. They paid $200,000 over list price. There were so many offers. We were trying to pull out all the stops. At the, we put in our offer. I went to Vanille, the bakery, and I got this beautiful like display of all of these sweet treats. I put it on the seller's doorstep and like just to sweeten the deal. They gave them an Alinea gift card. She was a the, my buyer was a photographer, and they had two sets of twins under the age of three. So they gave them a free photo shoot every year for the next decade. They gave that to the people who were selling the house. Stop. You have to be creative. Oh my God, wheeling and dealing. Uh, it's nuts. It's nuts. That's but it worked. crazy. Mm -hmm. It worked. Does the like handwritten letter thing work? That's included too. You want to build like a story. Sometimes the agents won't accept them because 
they want to be straight by the book and just use a contract. But I think if you can, in any situation, you can personalize it in any way you can show them how much you love the place. That totally helps. Wow. So you can kind of go a little left and right outside the contract to like, if you're a seller to get what you want or, you know, as a buyer to get what you want. Now I'm thinking like, okay, what am I going to do? Like just give them motivational speaking engagements for, you know, the next 15. You want a quick TED talk? I got you. Done. (laughs) Done. Sold to Kelly. (laughs) So like you said, you have to get creative. What do you recommend when you come, when you're, you know, your potential buyer comes into your office and doesn't know where to start? Like how do you navigate deciding a three bedroom with a large yard or, you know, like what are the right questions buyers should be asking when they come and see you? Yeah. So usually what neighborhood, the neighborhood's the most important. And even like for people that don't live in this city, like it can be overwhelming. Like all, every neighborhood in Chicago is completely different. Like it doesn't, each has its own vibe. Do you want to be by the lake? Do you want to be by the train? You know, do you need highway access? Like all of those types of questions we have to go through. I came up with a luxury tour company as well that helps these people consider other neighborhoods or try to figure out like what is their vibe. So we take them out on this tour just to show them around a little bit more. But once you narrow it down from there, then yeah, you have just the basics of like, how many bedrooms do you need? Do you have any pets, parking? Are you commuting to the loop? Like, do you need to be by public transportation? Just those basic types of questions. So you've kind of like brainstormed like, okay, these this is where my life is at. And like you said, situational, right? This is where my life is at. These are the things that kind of fit into that. I do want to get into Loke in a second, but like on that dream sheet, like what do you, what kind of recommendations do you give to your buyers as to things that they, you're okay with them settling on or things that are potentially a little out of reach or things that are non-negotiable? Yeah. Well, it depends on their budget, right? So if they have a lower budget, you know, a hundred thousand dollar property and you're looking for in-unit washer dryer and, you know, all of the frills of the amenities, like a pool and all that stuff, like you're probably not going to get that. We do have those realistic conversations. And I mean, obviously we set them up. Everyone has Zillow and all of those websites nowadays. So it's easier for them to kind of see like what's within their budget. I have access to also like off market stuff. So I set them up with things that they can see that are coming on the market that aren't actually on Zillow or Redfin yet. So gives them a better like step ahead than everyone else. But yeah, those are just those conversations that we have, especially with regard to their budget. Gotta have an in-unit washer and dryer. Can't, can't do it. Like we'll, we'll leave Chicago. Like we'll can't do it. Like, and I still don't do my laundry. <laughs> <laughs> See, we do like four loads of laundry a day. Like why? There's only two of us. Why is our washer always going? Always I'm like, I cannot be going to the laundry month. Like Austin washes like two socks at a time. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Like you cannot go to a unit like without it. You can't do it. Non-negotiable. I will pay a hundred thousand dollars more. At least you don't pay your water bill. That's true. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's good. So yeah, on that note, absolute luxury. If you go to Natalie's Instagram, which you need to right now. Wait, what's your Instagram? It's at at loke l o c q u e dot chicago dot chicago. Okay, pink Tesla. 
first of all. Like, what? It's absolutely stunning. Where did the inception of this company come from? And like, walk through the experience that your clients can have. So I used to pay for Zillow. So with Zillow, you pay per month per market share. So I was paying like 10 grand a month and I was getting all these leads and it was great in the beginning. Wait, what were you paying for? $10,000 a month. It was wild. Very stressful. Wait, Zillow was giving you what? Like, So if you go on Zillow, see a property and you want to inquire about it, like four different agents pop up and you can click on the agent. And so the more money that you spend, the more times you pop up. What a ripoff at Zillow. So yeah, so I thought it was a ripoff. I'm like, how can I get more leads? So if you are not from Chicago and you are considering moving to the city, the first thing you do is you come and explore it. So, but you need that like aha moment, like, oh, I could live here. I could, I feel like I could live here. You're not going to get that by going to the bean. You're going to get that by like exploring like a local. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to the bean. That's so true. Uh-huh. We all do it. We literally all no. go to the bean. Like, <laughs> that is not indicative of your time in Chicago. I've been two no. times ever. <laughs> I, no. I'm dead. So I okay. came up with this tour company where we partner up with top influencers in the city and we do their best of tours. So like, go here for this drink, go here for this sushi roll, go here for this, whatever it is, like a three hour experience. You pay for a ticket all food, drink, everything's included. And then you have like a personal concierge that like checks you in, make sure everything's okay. You literally like feel like a VIP. Is your concierge driving the car? Yeah, they drive the car door everywhere. I had clients come last week and they were crying. She's like, this is the best experience I've ever had. I felt so special. We walk, you took us into Maple and Ash and you sit us down and we leave and everyone's like, what, who are they? What's going on? Like, Everyone's so curious. Like there was no wait time. Like everything's just so smooth and so fun. Like this is the best experience I've ever had. I need to go. I want to go on a loke tour. I have been. (laughs) We're going on a loke tour. I'm going. I I, just for you know for the listeners. I have been inside the pink Tesla. (laughs) I'm so honored. After I remember you pulling up to the. So I saw you like posting about this, and I thought because you are also an influencer, like through your page, obviously all the work that you do has a lot of reach and engagement. I just thought you were doing a collaboration with Loke, like this all for like months. I was like, oh wow, like this company looks so cool. Like I love the pink Tesla. And then you like legit roll up to our women empowerment center in West Loop, like in this pink car. And I was like, wait a second. Like she's still doing a collaboration. Like did they like, constantly like fund her? Like, I don't understand what's going on. And then you walk in and I was like, Natalie, like I knew it was you. I saw the paint Tesla. Like how's, how's the club? And you're like, Oh, I own the company. And I was like, <laughs> what? Was like, yeah. like, draw like drops. I just am like so infatuated with women who are doing like the most insane, incredible things. And I was like, of course, like, of course you are like why this is amazing. And that night, like we went out for drinks three blocks away and you're like, I'll drive everyone. So we like pile in this pink Tesla. And again, it was three blocks away. So I was like laying across three of the girls' laps. And I was like, this is the best. This is luxury. I love it. I forget I'm driving a pink Tesla. I'm like, why is everyone? Oh yeah. That's why oh, they're yeah. looking at me. I'm that's why, but I've car. seen you like blocks away when I'm in Wesley, but I'm like, oh, there's Natalie. There they are. Look, let's go. But this is, this is such a valuable concept because more recently, I've talked about this a lot because Austin and I are moving to West Loop on June 1st. And everyone keeps saying, like, 
Kelly, how do you do it? How do you move so much? How do you figure out when you want to move? I become a little bit of an expert because in the military, I move a ton and you have to be very intentional. Like you said, you have to figure out your non-negotiables. Do you want to be near a gym? Do you want to be in the hype? Do you want to be walking distance from restaurants? Do you want a coffee shop? Do you want an Indian washer dryer? Like I have had to do this so many times. I know exactly what I need. And the same, but the only thing is when I do move to a new city, I don't know the vibes of that city yet. And every single time I move, like for example, when I moved to San Diego, I went to a beach town first because everyone told me to. And then within months, I was always downtown. I was always in Gaslamp. So what do I do? A year later, I moved to Gaslamp. Same thing here. Everyone told us Lakeview. They're like, Lakeview's great. You're newlyweds, like blah, blah, blah. Your girl still wants to go out for cocktails. Like we don't want, we want to be in snoozy Lakeview. So that's why we're moving to West Loop. Like we know where we want to be. So it's brilliant that you provide this opportunity for people who are interested in buying or even have never been to Chicago to get a taste. Because if you come here one time and go on like one of your tours, you're truly going to get like what we would do on a night out. Like we're not BSing you. Like this is actually what we want to do and like the good hot spots to go to. And that's what I took my mom to Amsterdam in November. And I was like, God, mom, I said, if this was here, I would be all about it. Like I'm not the type of person that's going to hop in on off a tour bus. You know, like I'm embarrassed to walk off that and go to a nice restaurant. Like I still, I want to go where the locals are going. Like what's the cool thing? What's to get on the menu? They know what to order. So if that was there, I would be been all about it. So it's been fun, but it's also turned into a thing where like the locals want to do it. So like a, just a random girls night out or like, you know, I feel like everyone creates their little bubble of where they go out or what they do. You go to the same places all the time. Like even for me, like I tend to see myself in the West Loop constantly or Gold Coast. But like when I pick my girlfriends up and we go to Logan Square, it's like, oh my God, if this doesn't feel like Chicago, I feel like I'm on vacation. I'm like, girl, you're still in the city. You're just in another neighborhood. Absolutely brilliant. Mahat. You're so good at your job. Okay. So we decided where we want to live and then kind of what does that process look like moving forward? Like what do you recommend for me as a buyer bidding? How do I even start? Like I wouldn't even know what kind of number to aim for. So what do you recommend? Well, the first step you need to get pre-approved and that you work, like I work with a top lender. He's amazing. He is the third best lender in the nation. Like he, he knows his stuff, you know, he also is, has a good reputation for other agents are like, okay, you're working with Sam. I know this deal is going to get done very smooth. Cool. But if you get pre-approved, that's good for up to four months. So it's nice to have in your back pocket because you would hate to like run out, see something you absolutely love and fall in, fall in love with, but you can't put an offer in because you don't have the pre-approval. How do you get pre-approval? <laughs> How do I get pre-approved? Like, how do I get the stamp of approval? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> Can I just like talk to him and be like, I'm good for it? Like, no. <laughs> just <Swear>. trust me. <laughs> Everybody trust oh, me. You should too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even a lot of people, they have a misconception that they should just use the bank that they've been banking with. I got to tell you, I've had the worst experiences with the big banks. Chase, for example, horrible. Like they're really good at getting you in the beginning because you've been banking with them and they're nice and they're communicative and then you they just disappear. The ones that I've worked with at least, and then they've delayed closings. I've heard a horror story by four months before. So you want to work with someone that's good. It's very important. Okay. So if I'm working with you, you're going to be able to 
Yes. Kind of give me recommendations. Uh Okay. That's good to know. For sure. And then, yeah. And then we'd basically just, I set you up on a search. We look at the private listings too. And then we just run out on tours. I curate everything. We, you know, if you want, I can pick you up in the pink car. We drive around in all the tours. And then once you find something you like, then it's my job. I basically run the comps and make sure the value of the property is appropriate. And then we just discuss the strategy of like what price point we should come in at. It's all different. So if it's priced right, usually say you want to come in in anywhere between 90 and 95% of list if there are no other offers. If there's other offers, then it's a different story. So can you give us a time where someone like really overpriced something and like, how did you know and how can we start to kind of tell that to you as buyers? Very recently, actually, I have a one listing. They love it. It's overpriced by $150,000. Way too high. <laughs> they still wanted it though. So I'm like, okay, I'm like, you're not paying more than this price. Like I can't because in my head, like I'm gonna have to resell this property in three to five years. And I'm not going to be able to resell something if they're overpaying for it right now, you know? So I want to make sure I get them the best price. So we basically just present it nicely to the sellers. Like we, I run the full comps. I do a full CMA for them and I share it with them as well. And we kind of, you know, the agent obviously understands too. She pulled me her comps and we kind of like have an argument, a conversation back and forth about her comps versus my comps. Comps from 2008 do not work. Let me just throw that out there. It needs to be within the past 12 months. So yeah, we got them down in price because we just hacked away at them in a nice manner. Because I mean, it's personal, right? A lot of these sellers, they think they have the Taj Mahal. They don't. They think it's worth a heck of a lot more than what it is, but you just got to approach it right. You got to approach it with facts. You got to approach it with numbers and then the letters help. So just be nice and it'll work. Can you tell us a a feel-good story of someone who was able to, maybe they came in a little bit under asking, but they were able to still purchase like based off some of your strategy and implementations? Yeah. I mean, all of them. (laughs) (laughs) All of them because I am the best. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are. It's stressful, right? The buying process is extremely stressful. I try to take on that stress for them. I try to make it easy. Obviously, we want to get you the best price. I know the process very well, how to get you from point A to point B in the best way possible. But as a realtor, you basically absorb all of these stresses. And I had one of my friends was selling her place before. She's like, yeah, she's like, I always thought I wanted to be a real estate agent. And then I saw you sell my place and I was so stressed out just by my one place. And you have like 30 things going on at once. Like, I don't know how you do it. And like, that's the job. That's why we're here. Because it is an emotional process. You do need that third party in the middle just to balance it all out. I do actually want to provide some like tips for sellers too, like off the noggin, if I am buying a home, anything else that you would touch on that you haven't already shared that we can do to like better prep? Just partnering up with a good real estate agent. You know, you really need someone that has your back, that knows the process, has the relationships with people and has people that, you know, that can help you out. The lender, the attorney, the inspector, like all these good people that can set you up for success. So I think that that's the most important key to it all. What are your thoughts on people who decide to buy without a realtor? It's not good. <laughs> Why? You. No, <laughs> it's not because, I mean, especially if you're first time, you, you're lost. You need someone. Using a realtor is free for a buyer. 
There is no cost for a buyer at all. They are not going to get any benefit without using an agent for this because the seller pays the commission. So why are people using realtors? Because they feel like they can get a better deal. But at the end of the day, the seller signs a 6% agreement to the selling agent, right? So if they don't use, a buyer doesn't use an agent, that seller's agent is pocketing 6%. So it's not like they're saving any money or helping the seller out by saving money by not using an agent either, because that seller is still paying the listing agent. Okay. So go find yourself a realtor, bottom line. If you take anything away from this podcast. <laughs> and you get a good closing gift. Like, why wouldn't you get a an agent? <laughs> yeah. What the heck? Okay. So again, I know it's a little bit different than what we had chatted about, but like if I am selling, is that process similar? Like you still like, what are your, why go to an agent vice, like selling yourself? Like, I don't know anything about this. I don't know how people sell themselves. Not sell themselves, but sell a house themselves. Like, <laughs> whoa, you know what? <laughs> whoa, different, different kind of tone there. Yeah. Um, but like, why should they work with an agent? And the kind of what does that process look like? Well, again, you kind of need that third party as the buffer, right? Like, it's an emotional process for one, and they don't know all the facts, even though they think they might. Like, you think your place is worth so much more money than it actually is. Like, you need to know, understand what the true market value is of your home. And an agent really, like, we do a lot. Like, the marketing, videos like crazy. It's blasted all over the place. Like, we all the open houses, all the showings, all, like, there isn't a day, like, we're constantly working for you. And we wouldn't have a job, a full-time job, if there wasn't a need for it. So, yeah, I think you definitely do need an agent. What are things that sellers can do to best prepare to sell their homes? So, I mean, we'd have to look at your place. We could do some cosmetic updates go a long way. Paint, countertops. People always think countertops are so expensive. I have a really cheap guy for countertops and it totally transforms it. Just like small little cosmetic things really go a long way. You want to declutter big time because you want to showcase that your place has plenty of storage. And if it's too cluttered, it doesn't look like it does. So got to work on that. But I usually I work with a third party. She's a designer and she'll come in and she'll help you with that. So she'll help stage it with what your already property is she has. If she needs to bring in something, she will too, but she'll make sure it's ready to go to show show ready. So much to it. Do you typically think people should work on that like three years out from when they know they want to sell, two years out, a couple months out? Like what is your recommendation? Yeah. I mean, you can start right away. It just depends if you have your long-term goal, like when you know you want to move out. If you want to do it in steps, like your renovations, I tell people when they buy a place, try to do your renovations right away. Otherwise, you're never going to enjoy them until you need to move out and you try to do it last minute, months before you sell. Then you never get time to enjoy it. So I try to do it in pieces. Like You don't want to go too crazy modern with things because it'll trend out. You just want things that are transitional. So your social media, you do a terrific job with your branding on social media. Do you provide like a lot of mentorship for people even outside of Chicago or, you know, kind of walk me through a little bit of like who your audience is on there? Yeah, I do. I mean, all over the country. I mean, every, it's different in every market, but I can find an agent for you if you're looking for an agent, if you don't live in Chicago or, you know, you're out of state as well. It's, I mean, the process could be slightly different, but I'll make sure to find you a top producer, someone that, you know, matches your vibe and what you're looking for as well. So yeah, I can provide resources anywhere. That's awesome. So you're like a little, you're like a realtor mentor. 
a real mentor, if you will. Well, you're incredible. You're such a powerhouse. You're obviously so good at what you do. I feel like I have another like arsenal in my toolkit by having you as a friend, you know, (laughs) I need that. I need that because there's so many things in life I don't know anything about. And this is why you have a network and, you know, people who are subject matter experts because you can reach out to them and I can ask you, you know, so thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is going to be so helpful. Can you please tell others where they can find you? You can find me on social media. My Instagram is Natalie Rena, R-E-N-N-A underscore real estate. That's probably the best. Otherwise, myself, go ahead, call, text me 312-605-2373. Oh my God. I love that you just gave out your phone number the first time ever on a show. I had a billboard up that said, call me in my phone Oh my God. Yeah. No shame. Here you go. Here's my phone number. (laughs) Just take it. (laughs) Give me a call. Whatever. I love it. Well, thank you again. I appreciate you so much. And hey, keep kicking butt. Go take over Chicago. Whatever. I want to see your face on a billboard. I'll be driving around looking for it. (laughs) You go do it. Thanks, Natalie. Love it. Thank you. Okay, so we're going to dive into some rapid fire Q&A. Always a fan favorite. Even though it ends up not being very rapid, we always like launch into another conversation, but we're going to try and be quick. So Natalie, when you're on the road selling homes or finding homes for buyers, what is your go-to snack? Chomps. Chomps? Yes, the original. What is that? A chip? beef stick. <laughs> Wait, a beef stick? Yeah. What I do you love mean? them. Like a, like a, I need my like protein. I always need my protein. Jerky? Oh, oh, I'm going to send you a box of chomps. They're the best ones. I have literally never heard of that. <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't make me a crazy person. Um, what is your go to Starbucks order? So, I have been getting the vanilla sweet cream nitro, but then I take it home and I blend it with two scoops of chocolate protein powder, and it's like the best little chocolate shake. What? This just in. Wait, the vanilla sweet cream nitro with two scoops of chocolate protein powder? Yep, I pour half of it. So half of the vanilla sweet cream nitro, two scoops of protein powder, four ice cubes, and I blend it. And it lasts me two days, and it's so good, and you get all your protein. That's definitely another first on the pot. <laughs> I never heard of that. That's the most unique thing I've heard ever. And I ask this question to every single person. Again, driving across the city in your pink Tesla for Loke, what are like your favorite things to listen to, audiobooks that fuel you? Oh, I'm music all the way. Dom Dalla is my latest obsession, and I just cannot stop jamming out to Dom Dalla. Do you tend to listen to any other podcasts or like audiobooks or anything like that? I don't. I do at home, but I, like I literally just music is my love language. So, where are your favorite, like, what is your favorite neighborhood in Chicago and why? I mean, I'm a Gold Coast girl. I like the greenery. I like being by the lake. I didn't necessarily use a lakefront all the time, but it's just something about being by the lake is calming. And I like just doing neighborhood walks to the Gold Coast, my favorite. I love Gold Coast. Do you, okay, so person coming to Chicago, very first time, what are your top recommendations that they go see or do? Go to Bavette's for dinner, for one. Bavette's. I've actually never been to Bavette's. Oh, so good. Is it Italian? No, it's like a steakhouse. But bomb. We we should go to dinner there. <laughs> I had the best meal of my life there. It was incredible. This crab cake, the steak, the mushrooms, the dessert. Where is it at? It's on like Kinsey in between Franklin and Wells. 
Ooh, okay. Bavette's. Okay, what else? I do love Second City. I think Second City is a classic, cool thing to do. And, you know, probably if it's a summertime and there's an outdoor concert somewhere, I love a concert at Wrigley. I love a concert at Soldier Field or catch a game anywhere as well. Mm -hmm. What is your top recommendation for Loke, like your stops? So we have a tour right now. First stop is Aviary for a cocktail. Then we go to Monteverde for an appetizer, Maple and Ash for dinner. And then we go to Lazy Bird in the Hoxton for live music and chocolate cake. And it's so good. Wait, they have live music there? Yes. Did, wait, every night or just weekends? Pretty, I think every night. Learning so much from you. This is why we need to go to a full dinner and just like <laughs> me ask you nothing about Q&A for an hour and a half. You're going to be exhausted. Last but not least, like, do you have a favorite quote or something that inspires you or the best piece of advice you've ever got, been given? Actually, my grandfather, when I was going to college, I was leaving and I was all sad, I was crying, I was so, so emotional. And he's like, if anyone gives you shit, you tell them to shove it. I'm like, all right, that's, that's to probably shove it. <laughs> Thanks, shove Gramps. It. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, uh, we're wrapping up. Thank you so much, Natalie, again, for being here. It was an absolute blessing. You're a Chicago just queen. You were the mayor. You're the social mayor of Chicago, if you will. <laughs> you know exactly what's happening, what's going on, and more people need to be chatting with you about it. So thank you so much for being here. It was so much fun. It was a blast. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Misunderstood Podcast. I love hearing from you guys. And I want you to take a screenshot of this episode, tag at misunderstood.podcast on Instagram and share a takeaway from today's episode. Something you loved, something you wanted more of, whatever it is, it helps me learn what you guys want to hear. Please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. I want to give a special shout out to my friends at Hatch for producing this episode. If you are looking to launch a podcast or if you already have one, you can get unlimited podcast editing by visiting usehatch.fm. That's usehatch.fm. Thanks so much, guys. Until next week, this is your misunderstood Kelly Hall. The views and opinions presented here in this episode are those of myself and do not necessarily represent the views of the DOD or its components. Appearance of or reference to any commercial products or services does not constitute DOD endorsement and those products or services. The appearance of external hyperlinks does not constitute DND endorsement of the linked websites or of the information, products, or services therein.